to episode 205 of the Waters Waveland podcast. I am your host, Weishan, and as usual, I have my favorite co-host with me today. Hey, Tony. James is here. Oh, it's Tony. It's Tony. It's Tony. Tony. (laughs) How's it going, Weishan? Um, well, in all honesty, and I'm always honest with you anyway, but in true honesty, (laughs) I guess, um, I don't really know how I feel, actually. Um, I'm not sure if you heard, but Hong Kong is going through its third wave of um, of the pandemic, which is which actually I think took the city slash country <laughs> um, by hit because we didn't expect this at all. Everyone thought that we had this situation under control, and then yeah. boom, suddenly a new wave of cases that the government is actually having trouble tracing. Of you know how people have contracted it and stuff. So, well, hey, uh, sorry, just just so I can understand, just because I'm technically on vacation this week, but you know I'm still here for my loyal uh, listeners here on the on the Wavelength podcast. But just so I understand, just so that some of the listeners that uh, are in Europe and America, Africa, Antarctica, uh, <laughs> Timbuktu, yeah, exactly. How does the, so the contact tracing, as I understand it, there is really good, really well developed. Yes, that, that they're usually if, if there's like kind of a in the past when there's been a spike, they've been able to kind of say, OK, here's where it's happening. You might have been in contact with this person. Everybody stay locked down or whatever it is. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I think, uh, well, I can't really compare it to how China has been doing because, you know, it, it, and you've, you've seen with my Ping An story that I wrote, you know, how the, the technology that they use to track and, uh, to check in with people. But here, let's say, for example, uh, I, I was in Malaysia and I came back to Hong Kong. I, I can come in because I have a, a work visa. Um, and yeah, work still wants me here. <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> so I can come in that way. And what happens is uh, they send me off to um, a location near close to the airport where you do all the tests and they ask you a bunch of questions and stuff like that. They give you a bracelet that you have to wear um, and you have to install an app on your phone and have your Bluetooth on all the time. So uh, from what I understand, once the, once you're clear for the test, you have to go off for your two week quarantine and then during which time the government uh, will call you, you know, to check in on you, like, uh, uh, are you going out? Uh, are you, um, do you feel uh, sick at all? Any signs of fever, whatever, all these signs, they will call in and check in with you. So once your test is clear and you've done your two-week quarantine, then you are, and everything is all good, you are kind of free to roam about. Gotcha. Um in terms of like the, the local tracing, so let's say, for example, um, uh, a person falls ill, they go to the hospital to get the test done, and then they'll start back tracing. Okay, where do you work? Where do you live? Um, where have you been in recent days? And yeah. then they'll build that network. I mean, obviously, that's not – it can't be 100% accurate, right? Because I, I could have I could have taken a bus from, uh, let's say, for example, North Point all the way to Wan Chai, where our new Hong Kong office is, by the way. Um, and I could have potentially come in, in contact with so many other people on the bus, for example. Yeah. You know, um, so, <laughs> I mean, who knows? It's, it's quite yeah. hard. It is 
hard to trace in itself, but then the government has been putting some of these stuff in place to, to do that. So with the and new- And you guys have been able to monitor it pretty well. You know, yeah. After, after the explosion, obviously. Yeah. And got, got things in order and everybody kind of thought then, alright, you had a first wave, a second wave, but it's like, okay, now we kind of got this kicked. And now yeah. it's, everybody's a little bit freaked out again. Yeah. So the second wave really came in when, uh, a lot of, let's say, uh, uh, Hong Kong residents were coming back from, let's say, their, their studies abroad or like just coming back, uh, coming to, into the country. All, all those who hold like, uh, work visas coming back. So they were all called, um, these are imported cases, right? Um, but what the government found recently is that there are a lot of, there, there have been a, a resurgence, resurgence? Insurgence <laughs> of, uh, local cases. Research. God, you know, it's funny. We're both journalists. (laughs) Insurgence is the first, like, no, insurgence, like, uh, you know, you're attacking a a point. Resurgence. (laughs) I think you had it right, but who knows? I doubt it myself. (laughs) Journalists here, folks. We write words for a living. (laughs) This is why we write, by the way. This is why we kind of do this on the side, but yeah. Anyway, there were a spike. <laughs> there was a spike in local cases, so like transmitted locally. People have not been traveling at all, um, and and so on. So they found it difficult to trace like where these people actually or who they came in contact with, you know, to be able to have to test positive for COVID. So, yeah, there there are a lot of new measures like that that have been talked about. Um, things like maybe implementing a 21 day quarantine instead of a 14 day quarantine. Um, I don't know. Well, but, yeah. we talked about some measures. So Hong Kong, unlike New York, I, I'm not 100 percent sure what London's gone through. Um, is restaurants were still open, were never fully locked down. You had to get your temperature taken. You know, there was obviously social distancing measures. People wear masks, obviously, but that's just a yeah. cultural thing as well in many ways. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the stupidity of America in a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. so be, what new measures? So when they say, all right, we're kind of closing everything down again, obviously, you're not allowed to go to the gym again. Yeah. There are certain things that they kind of cut out. Right. Or Or is this a little bit more extreme now? It's a little bit more extreme now. So previously, um, for example, like in, I guess when we were looking back at the second wave, um, uh, for example, restaurants weren't closed. Uh, you could still dine in, uh, though four per table, uh, and separated each, each party of four is separated by like at least one and a half meters distance. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that is in yards, but anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> Six feet apart. I'm guessing. Um, Six feet in America. That's what we got. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, dining is not available from 6 p.m. to 5 a.m. So, <laughs> like, let's, so they, they can't close restaurants entirely because just they acknowledge that just some people still need to eat out. Um, so during the day, you can go get food. You can dine in. Uh, again, limited to four per table. Uh, all the all the measures that they put in place with temperature checks and all that kind of thing um, still there. But now, let's say you wanna you wanna get dinner, uh, you gotta you gotta get takeout instead of dining. And so obviously, some of the re- some of the bigger restaurants obviously will 
keep open for takeout services. But the smaller ones, I mean, why why would you? You know, you still have to pay your staff or your chef yeah. to be there, and you may or may not get like um, takeaway requests. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, so that yeah. has been one uh, one of the new measures put in place. Don't know how long this is going to last. Well, no, right, that's that's everybody, and like, so obviously this this conversation that we're going to be having here today is uh, just a rant with uh, Wei Shen and I, uh, old school waters uh, podcast uh, version here. Yeah. Um, so you know, not not going to be a lot of technology stuff, but maybe some stuff that I think are that will connect with with listeners of all stripes, of all jobs, but like you know, here and in the on US, a personal level too. Yeah. On the personal level, yes. Um, in the U.S., it's just it's frustrating to see, you know, like you know, people got to understand. First of all, you know, I know I've said this before, but if anybody's a new listener, I'm conservative. I I tend to vote Republican. I'm not a Donald Trump fan because he's not a conservative or a Republican, in my opinion. But that's neither here nor there. Um, here in the U.S., we've turned the idea of wearing a mask into a political football, you know, I, I can show how tough I am by not wearing a mask. It's like, if we just, wear, like, do I, I hate wearing a mask? Like, yes, of course I hate, hate wearing a mask. But, you know, when I walk by somebody, I, I'm wearing a mask, pull it up when I walk by somebody, you know, it's, it's not a big deal. When I walk into a place, just pull up the mask, not a big deal, okay? Just make if we all just make these little sacrifices, it's okay. We're gonna be fine. And people are like, it goes against my liberty, my freedom. I have a, I, I have my freedom, my constitutional rights. In your house, you don't have to. The government's not gonna tell you, you gotta wear a mask in your house. The government's not gonna tell you in a private place. You all want to walk into another business, and business wants to say, listen, you know, you gotta have to wear a mask because this was what the uh, this is for public health concerns. Because then the next question I go is, well, what about if the restaurant says that black people are allowed? It's like, stop taking it to this stupid, illogical extreme. This is a public health concern. Just wear the goddamn mask or don't go into the restaurant. Don't don't go there. It's okay. Order out. Go for the love of God. Do you have to go to Lowe's? You have to, anyway, <laughs> this country is losing its mind. It's insane. There was a time that I felt that, you know, that you did care about your neighbor. You did care about, you know, um, even if you didn't agree with them, even if you thought they were assholes, you know, you'd wear, you'd wear, you know, this idea of just wearing a mask just to protect others. I don't feel sick, fine, but we just kind of would get on board with that. Now, everything is just so political. We cannot just have this like, like today, Donald Trump. Finally, I'm sorry, President Trump. I, I I still respect the office. I don't respect the man. You don't salute the you don't you don't salute the individual. You you salute the rank, right? Um, okay. So President Trump finally comes out today and says, um, "It's patriotic to wear a mask. You should be wearing a mask." He hemmed and hawed a little bit about, but it's just like, of course it is. Just wear a mask. It's if we just make these little – you guys are – you guys have a small little growth, whatever it is, and you guys aren't sure how to track it. All right, let's put in then – all right, we got to kind of start closing down some things. 
Mm. Here in New York, you have, you know, Czar Cuomo saying, now, if you're a restaurant, you have to serve food. You have to be outdoor. All these restrictions, it's going to put every single bar that exists in New York City out of business. Like that, or because like in the past you get around it, you could have chips and stuff like that. Now he's like, no, you actually have to have food that you can have sit down and food. But bars are what spread in New York. We're, we flat <laughs> curve. And now he's so worried about the curve exploding again and the political ramifications of that. Mm. At some point, and this is where I would like to take the conversation anyway, is you're going to have a society of people that are losing their mind. We can't be in stuck inside. We can't not have human contact. Yep. Do it responsibly. There are responsible ways of doing this. You know, there, you, there, you can open up an office, but you don't have to demand that every single person comes back to that office, right? You can say, hey, let's, we're going to open up this office. We're going to have staggered, but if you don't feel comfortable coming in, don't come in. Work remotely. If you have that option, there are some jobs, it does suck. You will have to go in. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the job you work in and it sucks, but that's just, that's reality. That's life. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, and then it's just like, then you have these other people are like, I don't have to adhere to the littlest. The fact that you think that your liberty is being taken away by wearing a mask. What the has happened in your life that your brain is so warped that you think that this is the on par with the Gestapo? Jesus Christ. You know what's on par with the Gestapo? Having the federal government send troops into cities to have military people sent into cities to quell violence in cities. I remember that there was a time when Republicans believed in, you know, hey, listen, we believe in states' rights. We believe in local government. The federal government should stay out of our business. Those days are gone. I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I know. (laughs) So maybe rather than talk about politics. Let's talk about the the effects of this, maybe. Just the mental effects of this. By the way, I'm not having to break down, people. I'm not Kanye West right now. And, and by the way, Kanye West, man, just let the guy be. Like, he's going crazy, man. Just allow that man to just, Jesus Christ, do we all have to gawk at every single person that just has a breakdown? Like, it's a goddamn traffic accident that we got to go and look at? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. I mean, as you and I have both acknowledged previously, I mean, we talked about this before when you, we were talking about like offices reopening uh, or, or stipulating that, you know, their staff have to go in on, let's say, September 1. We're all going to be back in the office. You know, we talked about this before and also what that means for like mental health. Um, and and by and rightly so, I don't think we should judge. Like let's say like yeah, looking at Kanye West. I mean, who are we? Who are we to judge? Pretty much everybody has their their diff, uh, their their own mental health to take care of. Even if you don't, if you you are on the top of the world, um, I mean that's that's great. It, it's it's awesome. But you know, who are you to judge someone else who's just not feeling in the same position or who can't see the bright side of, of things all the time? You, you can't. Yeah. It, it's so difficult. It, the, the lack of empathy that 
again, I can't speak for how it is in London. I can't speak for how it is in Hong Kong. I can only speak for what I see here in America. But the lack of empathy toward people, what I find is that now we have people that are being broken into two groups. And actually, there's overlap politically on this, but we have to acknowledge that the mental health that people are experiencing and that lack. Okay, so let me put this into more of a human term, right? Um, I've met up with some friends um, now that bars you're allowed to or you were allowed to sit outside at bars, um, not big groups or anything like that. So I've met up with some friends, and it's great. It's just wonderful again to go out. Now, I've had a couple uh, uh, friends that I live very, very close with that um, I've had cigars with and stuff like that. So it's not like I've been completely disconnected. Um, But I practice all the precautionary things, wear the mask, social distancing, all those kind of good things. If I feel even remotely sick, I don't go out or anything like that. Um. That connection of being able to go out and interact and just being able to escape. I don't have to escape from a family. I don't have to escape from my husband, my wife. I don't have to escape from kids. That's God. I, I got to imagine there are people that are listening to this right now that are like, <laughs> I just need to be able to go out and have a little bit of normalcy outside of this bubble that I've been forced to live in. And we have to make a room for that. We can't just permanently say, because like you saw the in uh, the New York Times, uh, the CDC put out something that said it could be anywhere from three to twelve time twelve percent more cases of COVID than we actually know. Forty percent of people that get COVID might not actually show symptoms. Yep. If that's the case, then this isn't going away anytime in the near future. So we have to, as a society, come together. Don't worry about the politics of it. Come together, but also understand that there are going to be people who are going to want to go out to a bar. They're not doing it just because you're like, yeah, man, I want to fist pump and f-ing listen to. F-ing. No, maybe we just want to have a human interaction. Maybe we just want to. And yes, you as an individual are going to need to take it upon yourself to even as you're getting drunk, then no, I do need to extricate myself from here, whatever that is. But we've got to take on some personal responsibility, but we need to have human interaction right now. And that's just, it's driving me crazy right now. And honestly, cause uh, just speaking very, very frankly, when I go out, I'm hanging out with people and then I'm just, I'm I'm so happy to have that experience again that, yes, I am having a bunch of beers. Now, I keep my mask on, make sure that, you know, when I walk away from the table, everything like that, I, you know, I make sure to follow the protocols even as I'm getting drunk. But then I go home and I'm like, F- it, this was so much fun. I'm going to keep on drinking. Now, granted, that's what alcoholism is, right? You know, you keep on going. But I think that – we gotta, we gotta, we can't expect to keep on locking down people and saying, no, you're not allowed to go out to the gym. No, you're not allowed to go out to, to a bar. You're not allowed to go out and do these everyday things. And we have no timetable or anything for when it's going to open up. Because if it is that the number of cases are actually exponentially more than what we've seen, 
though not at herd immunity. This whole idea of herd immunity is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's like, to get herd immunity, you need a lot more people dying, just in case you didn't understand what herd immunity is. Um, but... <laughs> But it's it's also it's there are so many people that are out there apparently that the CDC is finding that have it and aren't showing symptoms. So that means that this isn't going away unless this miracle drug out of Oxford comes out or whatever it is. Russia. This is with us. What's that? Russia. It's coming from Russia. Right. I don't get. Listen. I don't care where it comes from. Uh, I. Well, the thing is, obviously, countries and governments want to do as much as they can to keep things open. I do feel that yeah, they they also understand that um, we need to go back to, no, our, I guess, our normal lives, right? Uh, people need to interact with each other. And But you guys have been able to do that out there because of the culture, right, that – People don't mind where it's not a political yes. idea to wear a mask. Everybody's just going to wear a mask. Here yeah. we turn into a goddamn stupid political thing. Yeah, I, I also heard like my um, a friend told me that there, there are like parties organized just to try and get COVID <laughs> and to prove that there, there they are don't, some extreme cases here in the U.S. that I've I've heard about those. I don't know how much of that is sensational tabloid, <laughs> but. Yes, I, I have heard about that as well. Well, yeah, I don't. To be I don't fair, think... I'm, I'm. What there, what there definitely is. There are definitely like here in so I live in Williamsburg. They actually, uh, a Gothamist uh, wrote an article about uh, a rooftop bar. Um, I don't know if we, we didn't go to. Well, it's a rooftop bar, so I definitely didn't go to it with you. But <laughs> I pointed out to you. The, I think it was. I don't want to say it because in case I get the name of the hotel wrong, that would be wrong. Um, oh, but one, one of the hotel ones right down by the water here in Williamsburg. And like they showed like a video and like it was a ton of people dancing right up next to each other. A couple of people had masks on. You're like, no, you guys are the animals. You are what's killing us. Like if we just do this responsibly, I understand. I'm not this is I'm not being hypocritical here. No, you're not allowed to go out and fist bump and go crazy and do crazy on the beach, on a rooftop bar and stuff like that. But we yeah. can go out and have human interaction. That's yeah. what I'm saying is that in, that go out, find some friends. Yes, you're not going to be in a group of 50 anymore. That that big 50 crazy rager that you were having that that when you're at that dive bar swing singing Sweet Caroline, that's not going to be around for a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if you can give up that, then we as humans can still have going to the gym and meeting up with friends at a gym. We can not me, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's way Shen. That's way Shen. That's not me. Um, But at the dive bars, we can still go to our dive bar outside and then hopefully at a point inside. If we just make little sacrifice and come together as a community, as a society, as humans. We have to be able to figure out how to have human interaction. Otherwise, this is not going to get – and if you think that the politicalness of this is going to get better, if you think people aren't going to just be reading online more and more, just have their brains filled with either anger on social media or just 
the news of the day, it's not going to get better. You have to be able to have people to talk to one another. Yeah, I think talking, and, and you, you and I, uh, offline, I guess, I guess online actually, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe off or, record. <laughs> off record, yeah, yeah we're not recording record. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've talked about it a lot about like talking, and I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy for many people to do. You know personally, that it's not easy for me to do because I, um, it's just my i guess part of my character you know i i i take i take it a lot i, I internalize a lot of things and then only when it builds up and like it it can i can't contain it anymore and then it just goes boom and yeah. yeah it has happened a few times and you know but now i'm trying to take steps to uh recognize it early talk to you talk to people my friends my family about some of the small issues even though so small I just have to yeah. talk about it so that it's out there and like it's off my chest. Maybe not entirely, but most of it's off my chest. Mm. And so, but I, I I feel that this whole thing, especially what what's going on with the US. Um, I mean, also in Hong Kong and a lot of other places, you know, with everything that's coming out in the news and how people are dealing with it, I feel like everybody would need to take an anger management course. I should be taking anger management courses right now, really, um, just to be able to deal with shit because it's it, it's hard and not everybody knows how to deal with it. And if they don't know how to deal with it and in their own way at that, um, you know, it, it could mean it could mean catastrophic. Uh, <laughs> Individually, catastrophic, who knows, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I agree with you. Like, think about it. Like, I've. I actually know a couple of people that their relationships, a long time relationship, marriage relationships that have actually, they've separated, um, during this time. Um, I've actually known quite a couple of people that their relationships, they were on the rocks and somehow this brought them back together again. We have to understand that you can't judge every last because that's a, that's the other thing is like we 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 want to judge that other person be like you know i want to i i i i i'm getting in so many fights with my wife with my kids with whatever with my colleagues with my friends but i'm not as bad as that person i'm hanging on i'm not so bad i'm i'm better than that person no man we're all everybody's struggling like that's the thing is like i i, I would actually say that out of Anybody, because my anxieties, my, it's, it's funny. I, I have two bad things with me, right? Um, I drink a lot and I have anxiety and certainly those things are tied together. My anxieties have gone down tremendously during this because I don't have to travel again. I have a fear of traveling, I have a fear of heights. So that makes life easier. And so I don't wake up with the anxiety I have, and I'm not drinking as much as a result of that. Though when I go out now, that beast is still there. I'm still like it's it's a switch that, it, it, you know, I, I just don't even realize it. It just it's been hit. I've I've hit that fourth fifth drink and boom, I'm ready to go. 
But everybody is coping with this in their own way. And some people are doing great and great, but you got to realize that this is not going easy for anybody. So if we want to bring it back to work, though, I don't feel like we have to. But if you wanted to, you're going to open up an office again. Great. Like, actually, I was surprised. Like, you gave me a little virtual tour of the Hong Kong office. We have a nice new uh, Hong Kong office out there, as you were saying. And it was cool to see so many people there. Um, the U.S., you know, our office is just slowly opening up. And everybody, they've been really cool about it, man. They've, they've said, like, listen, whoever wants to come in, come in. So I'm just saying this to other people that are listening is just because you're cool with it, just because you're gung-ho and ready to go. Everybody is. And also understand that there are people that have been having to go to a job throughout this whole f***ing thing, whether that's in food service, whether that's um, delivery, whether that's uh, our, our metro service, much less um, the, the police, the firemen, and the, um, the healthcare workers. Many, many people have been having to deal with this. And it's building up. It's building up in a lot of people. So we have to figure out that empathy toward people. Now, granted, you know you have these people that go and do horrific things. So the, the ones that the, the quote unquote the Karens that are just screaming racist. Shit. Yeah, those are those are horrible individuals. I'm not I'm not defending them. I am defending the the people that are going out to have a drink that just need to be have in human interaction. I'm defending the people that they want to work out and so they're just they're running down the street and you're like, oh what the hell, we're in a pandemic, stop running down and blah blah it's like they this is their unle this is how they this is how they get by. Mm. And then just the regular people that are just snapping at you, being assholes to you on a regular uh, on a maybe their colleagues or whatever, not on a regular basis, hopefully not, but that they have a bad day. It's a friend, it's a colleague, it's whatever. I know that, you know, Wei Shen knows that there are days where we'll have like a call and you can just see it on my face. I'm just, I'm in a mood. And I know this is something that I need to improve upon. But I'm, I'm just, and someone will say something like, no, listen, and I kind of run them over. It's something I've improved myself upon, but trust me, if you think it's, it, these are not, easy thing so we have to have an understanding that everybody's just going through this and they're dealing with it in their own way and some of them are not going to deal with it in a healthy way try and help them try and reach out to them try and connect with them on some sort of a human level um i don't know that's yeah i i, <laughs> I agree with you i mean it it's in, it's not only recognizing some signs, uh, that's happening in your own life, you know, recognizing signals that you're like, oh, okay, maybe I should deal with that now. Um, but why not bring it one step further? You recognize signs in other people too, the friends and family that are close to you. Granted, you may not be able to, you, you may not be seeing them face to face, but some, I mean, if you're close enough to a person, you can tell from, for example, from text, you know, how they're feeling, right? Like, uh, you know, for example, if, if my husband was texting me with like a yes, no replies all the time, no explanation, whatever, I'll be like, 
what the f- is going on? Um, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, and, and just to have those honest conversations, even if it's, even if it's, if it's about nothing at all, you just try to validate each other's feelings, I guess. Um, and have that, as you mentioned, sense of empathy. Uh, empathy. Yes. I said it right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that's really something that we as a society should cultivate. And this is something, this is a habit that should stay regardless of well, whether, whether it's pandemic or not, you know? Yeah. yeah. If there's something good that's going to come out of this pandemic, it's that, it's that idea of empathy that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, everything was going well for me, or maybe I just, but now I, I, I understand the stress that this human being's feeling, even though, because I don't have any kids. Like, I, I can't imagine. Like, if I had kids, I, to the parents out there, God bless you. Impressive what you're doing. Like, um, yeah. but also for Weisha and I, our significant others are, you know, her husband and uh, my girlfriend are in other places and we're having to do this long distance while being locked down. It, it creates challenges. Um, it's, Everybody's got their own sets of issues and this pandemic should lay that bare so that when, again, I'm not, you don't dismiss horrific attitudes. You don't dismiss sexism, sexual assault. You don't dismiss uh, racism. You don't dismiss uh, vile tile screaming, you know, fire. No, no. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for those people. I'm saying understand that everybody's got a little pain and read into that and understand that you might want to first put out your pain first, but allow them to explain theirs first, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think we should just all be a bit more uh, understanding. Um, I think, I, I mean, aside from, yeah, the, "Quote unquote Karens." I really don't like that word because I, I have friends. I have friends named Karen. Does that mean they're Karens? No. Well, they are Karen, man. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, this is this is the, the the of social media, right? But yeah. they named. Don't unfortunately, everybody named Karen now is like, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all those uh, offensiveness and. Uh, all that uh, and horrific behavior, all that aside, you know, I mean, to a normal human being like you and I and the people that we talk to and uh, those people that we love and cherish, you know, we just got to be more understanding. Everyone should be more understanding to each other. And to what you were saying before, proactive, too. Like you said, like maybe, you know, you can kind of see the bubbling point for them before they boil over. Try and reach out to them and, and connect with them. Yeah. yeah. Wow, listen, that was. <laughs> well, yeah, we did ramble on for quite a bit there, but I, I hope uh, you know the audience, you guys find it uh, useful, interesting, as usual. Well, you know, if you have any feedback, please do get in touch with us. We would really love to hear what your thoughts are on on on. Not only technology and data, but this too. 
managing through it. So <laughs> there, yeah. there was one out there I wanted to talk about that, that like um, just some TV shows and some documentaries maybe to go through. Yeah. Um, and this goes to show. I was watching uh, two documentaries that put me into a dark place, but there's some, I don't know, some things that come out of it that hopefully are a little bit enjoyable, but great transition. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's my line. Uh, so there are two great documentaries on Netflix. Uh, hopefully they have it in your region. Um, they do one, actually. Is, uh, God, I can't remember the name of this first one, but it's the Jeffrey Epstein documentary. I just, yeah, it was just like about power and how power corrupts. Um, this one documentary I think that everybody should watch is, uh, called Athlete A and, uh, it's on Netflix about, uh, USA Gymnastics and the cover up of, um, uh, Nasser, uh, Larry Nasser and, uh, who is a trainer for USA Gymnastics. And really, really just it blew my mind watching um, that documentary, watching how many people could cover up or not co- even cover up. Some people just saying like, oh, yeah, no, I told my superior. And then they wiped, wiped their hands clean of it. And I was just like, Jesus, how do you live with yourself? Like you allowed this person to exist. Like I, I just don't know. What I'm but so, for, well, there are two things here. So one. Both the Epstein and the Athlete A documentary started off with the warning. Um, it said, uh, the, the material you're about to see, uh, might be disturbing for some individuals. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, who are we protecting with this might be piece? Like, like this should be disturbing for every individual that is going to watch it. And if it's not, my guess is that there are, might be a f***ed up individual. So I don't think we have to protect their feelings with this. I think we can just go with this is going to feature some disturbing material. Watch it at your own risk rather than this might be disturbing for some of you. Like just the legalese of that. I was just like, Jesus, our litigious society, I guess. I don't know what the hell it is, but that was just like. What the hell are we doing there? But I watched those two documentaries and then I was like, and here's where we're going to lighten the mood here at the very, very end. Okay. And maybe even we can connect it back to technology a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Is, uh, I needed something light to watch. I needed, uh, I needed a break. And, uh, so on Hulu, it suggested uh, a show called Search WWW. Terrible name for a TV show. Okay. And I remember I texted Wei Shen because – so this is a Hong Kong uh, – uh, or I guess it's a Hong Kong production show, right? No, 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 Where, no. It's sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Korea, Korea, Korea. Sorry, 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 sorry. You're in Hong Kong, Korea. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, yeah, Asia. <laughs> But you, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not that. Um, <laughs> um, but so I text Wei Shen. I go, should I watch this? It's like, yeah, I've had that on my watch list. I was like, 
all right, I need something just lighthearted here, a little rom-com kind of thing. It's not really rom-com, <laughs> right? It's, no. I don't know how you describe it, but, uh, man, did I enjoy it. It's, I watched the first episode and I was me like, oh, this is great. This is fantastic. So I highly recommend if you need something lighthearted, though, the subtitles are very, very difficult to keep up with. Like, I love movies out of uh, Korea, but I, for some reason, I, I, I really have to focus in on the subtitles. Otherwise, I can't keep up. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my takeaway. What do you think? When you texted me on uh, asking me if I've watched this, search www, I was like, oh, hang on, hang on. Is Tony recommending a Korean drama series to me? <laughs> usually it's the other way around. Yes. And usually he would belittle my decision. Not my decision, my oh, recommendation. Well, I would watch one episode and then I'd belittle you. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and, and, and as I've said before, sometimes certain Korean dramas actually take some time to get into. So it could take one, two episodes. I, I'm glad for you that this actually worked out in the first episode like straight in <laughs> amazing and i told you 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 did, you did say that, that it was hard to keep up with the subtitles and i just said you'll get used to it <laughs> get used to it so i started watching it too because you, you it had always been on my watch list but somehow other uh korean dramas have taken its space um so since i had just finished uh, another one that i had just watched can't remember the title. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I thought, okay, I'll start on uh, start on this, and then maybe Tony and I can watch it together. Mm-hmm. And now I'm six episodes ahead of you. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to four. She's up to ten now. Yeah. <laughs> well, and let me it, ask you. It is fun. How does it compare to Falling Into You? Which I never – I know we have some uh, listeners that – Falling Into You. It's Crash Landing Into You. Same thing. It's yeah. <laughs> crash landing. Same it. thing. How does it compare? Oh, hmm. On what level, though? Because the storylines are very different. One's about like North Korea, South Korea kind of thing, and this one's more like two technology companies competing against each other. You know, in all right. Let's school. go from like, give give me a score on which one's better on an enter just sheer entertainment level. Which one's better on sheer storytelling level? Mm, okay, I think, and this is this is my opinion, right? I think on the storytelling level, probably because of the topic itself, um, I would have to say it goes to Crash Landing. Okay. Uh, what was the other thing? Entertaining. Entertainment. Yeah, <laughs> entertainment. Uh, this one really, um, like such WWW, really hooks you on in the, even in the first episode. It's similar to another one. I probably have recommended to you before, but I'm not sure. It's called Ite One Class. Um, Wait, say again. Ite One Class. Okay. <laughs> I'll text it to you later. <laughs> but there are some drama, like okay, Crash Landing into You was purely like romance, you know, between a North Korean and a South Korean, um, and all that. Uh, Tension there, I guess. Yeah. Um, but with search WWW, there are different 
elements to that story. Yes. A lot of uh, and quite relevant. I called it a rom com. That was it's not a rom com. That, that that was a bad description. Yeah, it's not a rom com. It's kind of like a uh oh. There's actually like social issues there about the idea of uh public openness and privacy on the uh internet. on and internet. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, there's some quite relevant actually to uh our roles here at Waters as journalists, you know sure. that we we can think about. Um yeah, so I thought that that actually um in in terms of sparking emotion or ideas or uh things that I should think of, be thinking about or um hey, that's a really interesting thought. Like how come I never looked at it this way, you know? Um such www and yes you're right it's a horrible, it's a terrible name. name. It's a terrible name. <laughs> That's just called I mean, search. Yeah. yeah. Search dubs. Search dubs. Yeah. Search dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommend so so you have both Wei Shen and myself saying go watch the serious documentaries absolutely they were great. Athlete A was outstanding truly um a work of art uh but not work of art, but just a, an important piece of work. Um, but yeah, search search dubs, amazing. On search Hulu. dubs, yeah, uh, on Netflix, depending where you are. <laughs> oh, is it over? Oh, there you go. <laughs> you can also watch it online. There are a few different streaming sites, I think. But anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> oh God, now we gotta start talking about streaming sites. It's like Max's uh, his uh, streaming data versus uh, or real time data versus uh, legacy platform data. Good column. We should uh, mm-hmm. link to that. Yeah, we'll we'll link to that. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've given you guys uh, quite a lot to digest. I think. If you probably only two people listening <laughs> left right now, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> well, thank you to our loyal listeners. We Absolutely. we love you very much. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Honestly, we do. Okay. Yeah. Well, till next week, I guess. Let's uh stay in good spirits and remember to look out for um, not only yourself but also the people around you. God bless. Have a good weekend. Take care. Sorry, I, I, I was one that I was rambling on.